Podcast Network Asia. Migs Bustos, Cheska Litton Kalao. This is Off the Record. All right, hello, 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 online world. It is another Monday. This is Off the Record with Migs. And Cheska, and thank you so much to everyone who are uh, who's going to be starting their week off with us. Migs, how was your weekend? Doing good, doing great. Uh, hopefully, COVID numbers are still on a decline, although looming yung O variant, no. Pero sana everybody staying safe, everybody staying healthy. Ngayon Cheska, alert level two. Marami na tayong mga nakikita ang mga naglalaro sa field, naglalaro sa basketball court. But I hope everybody's still staying safe and enjoying this uh, streak that the Philippines is having so far. Ikaw, Cheska, how was your weekend? Well, apparently, we were in the same place a while ago and we didn't see each uh, that's other. That's true. So. <laughs> that's true. And the pardon me, my apologies. It was, I kind of left a little late. That's why halos ngayon lang ako nakarating. Madali pa ako nag-shower ako and everything. But uh, we're here, buzzer beater. And yeah, gr- great to be spending another Monday with you. And of course, uh, off the record. All right, we have a great episode lined up for tonight because our guests have successfully reclaimed the Copa Paulino Alcantara crown since winning the title back in 2018. So tonight, Migs, and of course, everyone joining us on OTR, please welcome from Kaya FC, Simone Rota, Kenshiro Daniels, and Rio Fuji. Hi, guys. Hey, Thanks guys. for joining us. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Uh, I know that you guys are riding high from your championship. And of course, Simone all the way in Italy. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Kenny, I was just online with you a while ago on Vanguard. So, hi. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, first off, uh, again, congratulations on your win. You guys faced the ASCALS development team in the finals of uh, the the tournament. Can you talk about what this tournament was like? Um, obviously, it was a shortened format. Uh, who wants to take this? Uh, what kind of tournament was it? How many games were played? Uh, Simone, you want to go first? Yeah, we played uh, four games. It was uh, two group stage. At the end, uh, we won the first two games and we went to the semi-final and the final. Actually, for us, it was important because we want to have uh, assured the spot for the Champions League again. So it doesn't matter who was against we was playing. We have to go through and hopefully we did. All right. So, Kenny, how was the tournament like from your perspective and from a team perspective? Uh, the tournament was super quick fire. I mean, four games in, what was it, two weeks. Uh, the team performed well. Um, obviously, we won, so we're happy with that. But other than that, we didn't concede a single goal in four games. And we scored plenty, and we, we did the job we set out to do. I mean, winning a tournament without conceding a goal is a very big deal, no matter who the opponents are. Yes, uh, Louis Casas, your goalkeeper, actually won the Golden Gloves. Clean sheet in the entire tournament. So what an amazing, amazing feat. Rio, this is your rookie season with Kaya. What's it like playing with these guys? <laughs> no, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing feeling. You know, they, 
they brought me open with open arms and uh yeah they they treat me like family from day one so i'm i'm really appreciative of that what was it like simone like were there any challenges although you didn't concede the goal but then maybe there were there like humps on the road that you you guys had to overcome uh, as a team even the smallest of ones actually the challenge for was uh, up to us anyway we always been training since february for the champions league and then you know because of the lockdown we went in and then went out not training and come back so for us we were more mentally challenged after that it's not easy to play after four months every three days to play but actually uh, we play like a team so everyone did their job with no doing something special like I mean, everyone depends on the others. So we played like we should to play, and then we went through. And this this finals game uh, match between the Ascals development team, I mean, it was pretty eventful in the sense, I believe you guys lost power <laughs> or something. <laughs> what happened? What happened in the first half? Uh, Kenny? I think it was just over halfway through the first half. Yeah, we had a power outage at the field. Uh, so, yeah, all the lights went off, went completely pitch black. We had to take 15, 20-minute break, somewhere in between that. Uh, lights finally came back on, but they weren't fully powered. All the rows of lights weren't on. So, like, we started playing, and then the coaches wanted us to stop until all the lights came back on. Yeah, it was really eventful. Luckily, lights came on. We all agreed to play no matter how many lights were on, as long as we could see. And everything worked out in the end. And we finished out the first half and got to play the rest of the game with no problems. But uh, Kenny, just a follow-up question. Uh, usually tournaments are like uh, maybe weeks and maybe months long with a couple of uh, more more games uh, compared yeah. to this one. But this was a shortened uh, tournament because, of course, the situation. What's it like? You know, you, you mentioned quick fire. You know, every match mattered, only playing four games. What's the difference? So basically with this tournament, we had to play in pretty much a bubble format. And a lot of the teams can't afford to, you know, keep a long sustained bubble, you know, paying for hotels or transportation, whatever it is. So instead of, you know, a game every Wednesday in the weekend or just one game every weekend, we had games every three days. So we would play a game. We would have to train the next day, train the day after, and then we'd go back to another game, basically. It was it was like play, play a game, rest and recover, train, play a game again instead of having a longer break. So you really had to focus on recovering your body in a really short amount of time and being ready to play a whole 90 minutes again a couple days later. And, you know, in the case of... Like the other game, they had to go to extra time and play 120 minutes. So, yeah, the difference is your recovery time. It's a lot harder to recover in two days, than in, you know, instead of a week. Simone, you guys, uh, of course, this tournament started in 2018 with Kaya winning that year. And then Kaya lost to Ceres in 2019. And then 2020, obviously, the world came to a halt. Everything stopped. 
when you guys heard that you would be entering this bubble and football would be starting up again and you would be seeing all these familiar faces, what were the general emotions and the maybe cautions that everyone felt and had to take? Uh, well, we play in the bubble even last year. It was a little bit more longer, but you know, does it you know doesn't matter if the tournament was long or not? Uh, we was everyone was looking to play and make sure you know you play for the Champions League or the FC Cup spot. So we was uh, really looking to to play. Doesn't matter how or how long. I mean. This has happened. So even this year, even if it was really short, they make it happen. And then it was just lucky about that compared to the other countries too. So. Right. Rio, you, from your perspective, what's it like, uh, you know, playing in the Philippines, so many different restrictions all around the world. It's different in Manila, different in the province, different from other countries. But yeah, what's it like for you? I mean, it was difficult. Um, like Simona said earlier, we had time where we would train one to two weeks and then there would be another restriction where we wouldn't be able to train for two weeks again. And then we would have we would be stuck doing Zoom workouts uh, at home. And uh, it was a process of, you know, just trying to stay mentally fit. As in, um, I think physically we were okay, but just mentally we, we needed to just, keep fighting because uh it's it's tiring in the in the mind for that that kind of a process how do you deal with the interruptions in the momentum because obviously part of being an athlete is you have that routine you wake up early you go to training you eat properly and all that and then once again you have to stop seeing your teammates you have to do everything on your own how do you how were you able to cope you you have to really fight through it and just say you really want to do this you know um wake up in the morning when you have training uh normally you wake up in the morning and you go you go to the training field you train with the team and the day's done after that but when you have to do your own stuff at home you really have to tell yourself that you got to get up you got to put in the work and uh that can be mentally stolen for some players, but it's something that we had to go, go through. And uh, I think a lot of us did that successfully this year. Now, Kenny, as much as we're talking about Kaya FC and uh, your championship in the recent tournament, of course, uh, glimpses of Azkals, right? Uh, you went up against them and you're going to be with them in the Suzuki Cup, uh, which will happen in Singapore just a I don't know, a few days, a few weeks from now. Uh, what are the glimpses, uh, positive glimpses that you've seen from, from from the development team? Well, they've they've gotten a good core group of players together who uh, right before the cup played in the under-23 Asian Cup qualifiers. And so they've been able to stay together for a while. They played together last year, most of them. And so they've all gotten some good chemistry together. And obviously this year they made it all the way to the final. Um, you know, a couple of players definitely stood out and they've been called up to the, the senior team. So it's uh, going to be a good experience for them joining the Suzuki Cup with the senior team. And I think I think we have some good young players coming through. And it, it's it's good that they get to play together and, you know, 
grow together because that's only going to help the, the senior team in the long run. Simone, have you ever spoken to Kenny about, you know, the things that you've experienced? Of course, you've you've been part of some historic runs with the Ascals as well. Um, as one of the experienced players, as one of the people who've actually lived it, uh, as we all cheered, by the way, <laughs> have you ever had these conversations with the younger guys, with Kenny in particular, who for some reason likes to pick on you? I don't know why, but... <laughs> Well, actually, when I came in Philippines and then I started to play for the national team, he was already there. Mm -hmm. I was, was 18. Kenny. Uh, 19. 19. Wow. Yeah, so actually, it was uh, new for him, but was new also for me, even if I was 30 years old. So I think we live. We live together the experience in uh, somehow because actually he was young. I was not young, but I was young <laughs> in this environment. So I don't even speak English in the beginning. So like I was silent and then I was just trying to understand everyone. So it was new also for me. But we have really, really, really good uh, memories about years ago of the the national team and then we never forget so despite the age the, the age gap you guys grew up in philippine football together in the kind national of? team yes yeah. The, in the national team yeah nice that's why that's why kenny feels no shame picking on you <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Where why i come back i can yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, Aria, what's it like being a newcomer uh, for your club? Um, actually, I was training with Kaya since 2019. So I, I knew most of the guys coming into this year. And um, yeah, so it, it wasn't such a new feeling. It was more like getting back to the, with the guys and actually being a part of the group. What's, what's next for Kaya? I mean, obviously, uh, Kenny will be flying out soon. Um, Simone is enjoying his much-deserved time back home right now. Uh, but for the rest of the team, when are you guys going to get back together? What's what what's next? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's I think from PFF or whatever or the pre-Nada Champions League, it's hard to make a real schedule because of the COVID. So actually nobody know when should it come back. But they say PFF, PFF they will start in February. So I don't know. When it will, it will be the time and Paul will text me and we come back. If it's in July, I will come back in July. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just really depends on I don't know. I mean, of course, it depends on the situation in yeah. the Philippines, IATF, IATF guidelines. And uh, I hope, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I hope situation gets better. So at least for the momentum for Philippine football uh, to go on and as planned. Pardon me, guys. I didn't. I was not able to ask you this before we went live earlier, but I'm going to ask this now. You can say yes or no. Uh, I'm just going to ask if you have watched Ted Lasso and if you like it. Oh, my God. 
if you've watched Ted Lasso. I, I, I want to ask it because, you know, um, I'm such a fan. I'm such a fan. Sorry, check. I'm a fan. And it really is, you know, a very relevant, relevant series on how sports is. I know it may be, it may have crossed some cliches a bit. It may be, you know, done for cinematic reasons. But I don't know. Does it relate to you? Or, or, or at the same time, uh, was it good for you? Or if you watched it or not? Uh, how was it like? Have you, Kenny, Simone, or Rio? No. I have. Uh, okay, I watched Penny. it. How how'd you find it? How'd you find it? I just binged watched both seasons. I think in about three days. Oh, okay. I loved it. I loved mm. it. So I watched it. I think about a month ago. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> I think obviously they put in cliches and all that, but I think it's I think it's really well done. I think it's funny, and yeah, I know I love the show. I think it's great. Football is life. Football is <laughs> life. <laughs> Football is life. For you, yeah. for for you, Kenny, which character is the most uh, maybe realistic? Uh, out of the main characters, they're all very exaggerated, but I would mm-hmm. probably go with Roy Kent. Kind mm. of. <laughs> I know he's one of my favorite characters, but wait, sorry, uh, Rio and Simone, you guys haven't seen it. Mm, no. Ted Lasso. No okay. Nope. I I hope you guys just, just a quick Lasso. question on this yeah. one. Just a quick question on this one. Go ahead, Kenny. Uh, maybe you can explain why Roy Kent is like the most realistic. Hi, mga matchat sexy chismosa. Ako nga pala si Makoy, ang inyong corporate slave. At ako nga pala si Ingo, ang inyong corporate lucky. Nabalitaan nyo na ba yung pinakabagong chismis? Nandito na kami ngayon sa Podcast Network Asia. Oo nga, kaya samahan nyo kami sa longest. Longest? Running. Ay, yung pinakamahaba? Comedy podcast sa buong Pilipinas. Di ba pag longest? Yung pinakamahaba? Oo, pare. Tayo yung pinakamahaba. Ang macho chismisa. Dahil ang tunay na macho, chismoso. Pag longest ba, tayo rin yung pinakamatigas? Roy Kent is, I mean, I think, I haven't really looked the background, but Roy Kent is loosely based around an old player named Roy Keane, who was just an absolute hard man. He was a captain of Manchester United, and he didn't have a care in the world. He would yell at people if they needed yelling at. He was completely serious. He got everyone in order if they needed to. So, I mean, they, if they, they roughly based it around him, they did a pretty good job. Maybe exaggerated right. a little, but a very good job. All right. So that, that that's it for my Ted Lasso questions. <laughs> Sorry, check. <Jack. laughs> Go ahead. Back to you. <laughs> I loved it, okay. dude. I loved it. Okay. I loved it. But, I loved it. Fine. Like now, now that now that Kenny's brought up Roy Keane, I, I have to ask our guests tonight if there is one footballer, uh, either currently playing or has since retired, if there's one footballer that you absolutely would freak out if you ever got to meet him because you want to play like him, you want to move like him, or whatever it is, who would it be? Simone. Uh, Paolo Maldini. Okay. Uh, Rio? Uh, Probably Ronaldinho. Okay. Wow. 
Yeah. Sorry, how old are you? <laughs> Wait a minute. Twenty-five. Oh, okay. Kenny. Uh, Simona and I were actually lucky enough to uh, play with him a few years ago, but Paul Scholes. Oh, wait. Was, I, I, uh, was this in the was Clear this Dream Ma match at okay. University of Makati? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, was this the one in Makati? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. Simone and I were on the same team for that. It was, it was awesome. We were, yeah. weren't we? Yeah, we were. <laughs> not, not like, no. Yeah, we were. <laughs> Okay. What what is it about their games? Uh what is about the way they play that you absolutely love? Um Simone. Uh I was a legend. It was like twenty three years in the same club. Start to play fifteen years old in the in the area and then you know, he's been always at the same level and then the intensity or whatever it is, is anyway, it was different from anyone. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's the right. guy that you're always looking before when he was young for me. Okay. Kenny? Scolzi scored amazing goals. Scolzi. Yeah. Scolzi. <laughs> the English in me. He always uh, scored amazing goals. His technique was flawless. He could ping a ball 50 yards, 60 yards, not a problem. Always finds his teammates. His vision was great. I just just love all around the way he plays. Real? Ronaldinho. Yeah, Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho for you. He, he was such a an entertainer, I feel like. And whenever he was playing... It, it felt like he was having fun with it, you know. It's not like he's always playing with a smile on his face. And I don't know, there were these few years that he was just unstoppable. And I think when I was a kid watching him play, I was like, oh, wow, this is what I really want to – this is is this what football is? And, and I think that's how I got attracted to the game. Now, guys, given the uncertainty, uh, you mentioned that there are no plans yet uh, for whatever league will come next. But maybe for the ones who are listening, will come across this podcast. Uh, of course, face-to-face -face classes for elementary, secondary schools, even for the college athletes are still nowhere kind of insight. What Maybe what advice you would give uh, the younger generation uh, on how to stay on top of their game? Simone? Well, for the college team, uh, you know, it's hard because it's been two years, they are not in. But I think you need to uh, look uh, deep inside you and then how much you want to to back to play. And I mean, I know it's, it's about time and then doesn't matter how long the football will come back. I hope next year will be better because I think the life in Philippines is getting awfully normal. So for the sports that is sports contact, uh, obviously was a hard time, but when the time will come, it will come and you have to be ready. Like us, there is, he was off for four months and then you see in not even 15 days we play what you have to to play so you have to be ready anyway right kenny for you what advice you would would you give uh to the younger generation 
Um, I mean, I I completely understand how difficult it is, but I I bet Rio and Simo were the same. Even when we were at home, we'd always have a ball around. We'd always be playing, whether you know inside the house, breaking glasses, pissing off our parents, or in the backyard or out on the streets with our friends. You know, we'd we'd always have a ball, and we'd always be doing something. Basically, like you said, from Ted Lasso, football is life. <laughs> and it, it really it really has to be it has to be your life you know your life if you want to make it professionally your life does revolve around playing so you have to be focused and like Simo said always ready to play Rio for you what yeah, advice would you give to the kids you guys keep focused enjoy the game you know there's, there's going to be a moment in life where you're not going to be you're going to stop playing and You're gonna be playing, or you're gonna be working a desk job or whatever. You know your next life after football. So you have to think about that and and think that oh, it's a limited time that you can only play. So enjoy every moment of it, but at the same time, work hard and just keep grinding through it. All right, and of course, since we don't really know when we're going to see you guys on the pitch again, um, well, aside from Kenny, uh, how can the fans, how can they uh, keep update, how can they stay updated, how can they, you know, just be aware of what you guys are doing? Uh, Any message to the fans as well? Uh, Let's start with Rio. Yeah, Um, yeah, just just, uh, follow PFS and uh, just Stay up to date with uh, all the news and just just try to be involved in the football community because I think that this country needs that to take take football to the next level and yeah I'm all for that. All right. Do you have any message to the fans to the people who have supported you guys? Yeah, I mean, uh, we'd love for them to come to our games in person, but you know it's still iffy. We don't know if that's still allowed yet, but hopefully next year. That can happen, and uh, we first to meet all the guys that uh, come come to the game. All right, thank you, Rio. Kenny. Yep. Um, same as what Rio said. If you want to keep up to date, you just follow either the PFF or you can follow our team on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Kaya FC. Um, any message to the fans? I mean. I'd like to thank all the Kaya fans for all the support through this rough time and any new football fans. Uh, check out the PFL or if you want, you know, come support the national team next month in the Suzuki Cup. Uh, I'll be there. So any uh, any support helps and I, I know we all appreciate it. Thanks, Kenny. Simone? Uh, I think that uh, to be stay connect about uh, football in general it has to be like support and follow more the the national team now because they are kind of mix of young and kind of old player and then I really like to watch them and yeah follow Kaya FC or PFL or the the national team. I mean, it's more fans having football is because at the end, there is no football without fans. All right. right. And message to your fans? 
my fans, my fans are yes. Rio and Ken. So, <laughs> so what's your message to them? What's your message to them? <laughs> Kenny, please score as much goal you can. And Rio, please change your haircut. And then get some sun, please, because you'll really look like a ghost. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much, Simone. All right, Rio. Hopefully, the next time we see you, you've gotten a haircut. So, <laughs> Kenny, work on those goals, okay? So, okay, good luck, Kenny. So good luck. Good luck. Yes, Kenny. Uh, hopefully, again, we we can't wait to see what you guys end up doing in Singapore. You will always have our support, and of course, thank you so much to Rio Fuji, Kenshira Daniels, and Simone Rote for joining us for another episode of Off the Record with Migs and Cheska. Bye, guys. See you in the next episode. Take care, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So another episode in the books. Third episode for this shortened season. Mm-hmm. And uh, for next week, po, for our next three weeks, please do watch out kusina po ang ating guests for Off the Record. And please do follow the podcast also, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Off the Record with Mix and Cheska. And please do follow our socials. Uh, OTR Mix and Cheska, Mix Cheska on Facebook, and the same OTR Mix Cheska on Instagram. Thank you so much, guys. It's been Off the Record with Migs and Cheska, and we will see you guys in the next episode. episode. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.